0: Hallelujah! God is good. God is good. God is good. Praise God in the highest. You may be seated in your place. I want to thank you for making your way out to this very special gathering. Today we are joining Christians throughout the world and celebrating the Lord's Supper, the Lord's Table, Holy Communion. And it is a way that we unify our hearts with believers throughout the world to be able to to, uh, celebrate together this important part of our Christian walk. In our church, we teach and we hold in high regard uh, the Lord's table. I don't know what other places do, but here we don't just do it haphazardly. We stop, we think it through, we try to also teach the church and our our guests what it's about. How often do we get to go to places and they're uh, celebrating communion, and we don't know exactly what is going on. Uh, For many of you, you've gone through our discipleship classes, so you're very familiar. Others might not be, but it's one of the ordinances of the church, established by the Lord himself. And we want to be able to uh, once again go to uh, that celebration, that meal, and realize that our victory is really wrapped up inside of that uh, 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 symbolism that comes out of that uh, uh, meal that the Lord had with his disciples just before he went to the cross. In fact, for Christians throughout the world, going to the table is really a sign of victory, a sign of conquering. And, and you might find it so um, interesting that here we are in the middle of this huge pandemic that is sweeping across the world. And it's almost uh, a frightening to look at the numbers of people infected and people that have gone on, and even the, the events of this week and itself where it's brought so close to home. And how can we be celebrating? See, the only reason you would not celebrate communion is because you're afraid of coronavirus. It's the only reason, because one of the things that I've discovered is that coronavirus hasn't been told yet, but it was defeated on the cross of Calvary. Yeah. Yeah. Man, and its doom has already been predicted by God. Uh, so you and I, if we park ourselves rather than on the la- last uh, news feed, that'll cause us to go crazy, But if we park ourselves on what we're doing here today, then we don't have to be afraid of these things happening all around us. Come on, I'll praise the Lord if you can. (laughs) Hallelujah. I don't want to escape the reality that it was in January, actually January 20th, where the first confirmed case of coronavirus was registered here in the United States. But I also don't want to escape the reality of what we, this church, did in the month of January Many of you were here in the service or watching us through Ustream because we were streaming back then as well. When Around that time, it was that the Holy Spirit just filled the sanctuary. And I was led by the Lord to pray a prayer of covering over this congregation. I don't know if you remember. And in that prayer, I asked the Lord to just cover us and protect us from all harm. And I know you've heard from other churches and other places the calamities that is visiting churches throughout the world and throughout the land. But I want to tell you here today that most of our people are surviving this huge, gigantic onslaught. Thank the Lord that we've only only seen the beginning of God's blessings and provision. And in case you don't realize that that is true, you can ask some of our members that are already sitting here that they navigated through the difficulties and, and went through that gloomy and dark place and yet were brought out on the other side. Hallelujah! So yes, absolutely, January was the first case reported, but also January was when the Holy Spirit threw that blanket of protection over our church ministry. Also, we have to realize that it was in March that all of a sudden the, the rulings came down and the guidelines for us to uh, uh, park at home and don't go to work and work at home and don't, don't move around. It was, it was in March. seems like it was yesterday. I read a post recently that said we're celebrating the third anniversary of, the, of 2020. Uh, things are so crazy that it seems like it's been a decade instead of a year. Uh, but it was just in March that we were called to stay at home and lock up and don't go out and and be careful, and the paranoia started to set inside of the world, and even the church, and even us. Uh, But I've come to bring you good news today. Hallelujah! The day of paranoia and fear are over, 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 because of communion. (laughs) The last few months have been difficult. We've had to learn how to put on masks, how to maintain social distancing, how to wash our hands frequently. Uh, We've learned also, we've had to learn how to maybe not use public transportation And although we've been home eating more than what we should have, we've also been walking more than before. And we've been trying to get ourselves out and not going on the buses and and even in cars and not not Ubering all, all over the place. We've also learned how the very difficult lesson of having to stay away from family members that have been hospitalized. I tell you as a pastor, I hope I don't get emotional, I tell you as a pastor, it is so difficult to get the phone call of somebody being rushed to the hospital and then I can't do what I've been trained to do for the last decades. And that's go and be there with someone. A phone call is not enough. Facebook is not enough. FaceTime is not enough. Or even worse, many of you have been visiting, and certainly my family has, when we lost our sister a few weeks ago, my sister, my oldest sister, that even when our loved ones passed away, we had to learn how to not go to funerals and not go to cemeteries. And even when we went, we were restricted to the number. All of this was brought about by coronavirus, this thing that we're living with, in fact, for our church, it's been difficult. It's been hard to see you singing like you're singing today and not tell you, come on, let's go up here. Let's stand up here and let's worship the Lord in the front like we've done before. We have to stay away from the front area. We can't get close to each other. We have to stay around. Uh, even our prayers have been changed. Uh, we we, we, we got we, we to gotta pray differently. We got to look for the Lord differently. We can't call the congregation into a time of intercession. We're still working through what we're going to do in January during our prayer time of, of, of fasting and praying. But, you know, it doesn't even end there. Uh, so many times I felt the impact of the Holy Spirit in my heart in the past Sundays that we've been gathering to tell you, come on up, I feel from the Lord to lay hands upon you. But I've never done laying hands of, uh, on you virtually, but I've learned to do that now, practicing it, and send those blessings your way. That, that's uh, terribly disruptive to, the, to our life and to our church uh, experience. Uh, in fact, I feel like we've been sentenced We're carrying around this sentence of separation. It took a long time, over a month for my wife and I, to be able to figure out how can I hug my granddaughters again. It's hard. Hard. Feels like there was separation. This cloud of darkness just covered the land and interrupted all of our lives. All of our lives. You have to turn around and tell people on the line, please stay six feet behind me because you're afraid. And I'm afraid, and we're afraid. This is what's been handed to us. That's why it's no surprise that we see demonstrations in the the streets. That's why it's no surprise that acts of violence are going on. That's why it's no surprise that family problems are rising and people are living with tensions and, and stresses and even depressions. That's why it's no surprise that marriages are falling apart now in an accelerating way. And even people that thought that they had it all together All of a sudden, these last few months have destroyed their vision and their their goals for the future. Marriages and weddings have been postponed and moved away and outside and to places we've never done before because of this thing all of a sudden covering every single area of our lives. This is a bad virus. I don't care how you call it. We may want to call it other things besides COVID-19. But for the sake of the blood of Jesus that covers us, we have to watch what we say. But it's damning. It's hurting. In fact, it's so, it's so perverted that it has even tried to distance us from God. Temples closed. Right now there's litigation going on, even in California, where they're saying churches, you can't even sing with a mask on. How can that be? What has happened? Oh, but, but, but I want to tell you right now emphatically, without a, a shred of doubt in my heart, Satan's not going to win. Amen. Hallelujah. Not going to win. We sing a song, Satan, the blood of Jesus, is against you. And this, isn't that what this service is about? I know I presented to you the facts, but let's go beyond the, the facts and let's go to the truth. The truth is there's, there's power in the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus has no power. Hallelujah. The enemy is defeated once again, and today we're celebrating that victory. Come on, praise the Lord with me for a moment. Hallelujah. This day the Lord has provided for us the elements which we'll be partaking of very shortly. And it's a celebration of the Lord's victory. That victory is ours. There's an attraction. In fact, that's what I called this, this sermon for you today. There's an attraction to Holy Communion. It's symbolic. It's symbolic. It's symbolic. You know, we have to symbolically take our masks off. Don't do it. Symbolically. Symbolically take our masks off and put it on the mouth of Satan. And tell him. Hallelujah. Take the mask off and put it against depression. Take the mask off and put it against sickness. Take the mask off and put it against all this talking that is going around and give God the glory that he deserves. Hallelujah, because he's worthy of praise and glory. Come on, praise the Lord with me for a moment. The power of communion for us today, the power of these elements that we're going to partake of. In this church we teach it. We hold communion in very high regard. That's why we don't add it on to a service. The service is a communion service whether it's Sunday or when we do it on Wednesdays, it's a communion service. That's why I dress up this way. It isn't because I wanted to take it out of the closet because I haven't worn it in a while. No, the the, the, the elements of communion deserve to be honored. But let us just not stop in a vestment or in us being in our best behavior. I think that as time passes on, we in our minds have weakened the miraculous power of communion. I believe that when we partake of the blood, of the cup, symbol of the blood, and the bread, symbol of the body of Christ, miracles can happen inside of you and inside of me. Hallelujah! I believe that wholeheartedly. We carry these burdens in our, in our lives. We carry these sicknesses inside of us. But I also want to share with you that really all of us in society, particularly here in this country, we all have Coronavirus you may not have that germ or that whatever it's called, that pathion or pathy, whatever it is. I'm not a, a science person, but that thing inside of us, you may not have caught it, but some of you are afraid to cough because you think this is it. <laughs> some of you get a sniffle. This is it. Some of you, when somebody's nearby you, you want to make sure they're totally healthy, but all of a sudden you become the, the, the prized child that doesn't want to get this ailment. Isn't it true? And don't think about somebody else. We all do that. We start getting paranoid. In fact, I want to go someplace as well with you right now. Some of us are losing sleep for months already because we are convinced deep down inside in the places we don't reveal the innermost secrets to anyone that this is it, I'm going to get it, and then I'm going to be gone. And it creates depression. So you may not have the virus, but you have the virus. You may not have this this infection inside of you, but you do because emotionally you have have allowed, you and I have allowed this darkness to come over us. The minute we hear of a loved one, a friend, a neighbor being hospitalized, come on, don't say hallelujah, but you know, we jump right away. This is it. They're gone. Because fear has crept in, and I want to tell you right now that unless we arrest fear, Unless we neutralize the influence of fear over our lives, the things we think will become reality in all of us. Hallelujah. I don't walk around. I take care of myself. I wear, I have several masks that I put on. I want to make sure I have them in the car. Everywhere I have them because I want to make sure. In the office, a few boxes. Why? Why? Because I know that I need to protect, because masks are not for me. Masks is to protect you. I'm blessing you by wearing it. So, and I see you're all blessing me by wearing it. Only one more far away. I wash my hands so much that before, when I didn't know how to do that right, I had to find out how you do it with the top of the hands and all that stuff. The hand was getting raw. I was using the wrong thing. Right? You wash, you sanitize, and then you put some nice lotion on you. Right? And it's real soft. But you do, so you do all those things. But I refuse to have my life, and especially my relationship with God, be dictated by this thing that we cannot even see. God is too great. God's been too good to us. Too good to us, church, for us to let that dominate our lives. Holy Communion arrests the powers of the enemy. Holy Communion waves at the face of Satan and waves at the face of sickness. You are defeated. All sickness resolves. The church, you and I, we're the bride of Christ. We need to realize the power that we have when we gather in moments like these. When you hear us announce communion, it's not a time to escape and run away and do something else and go to the park and go to City Island. It's the time to come forward and say, Lord, I need to get closer to you. The cross has defeated the condemning power of sin. The cross has debilitated the suffering of sickness. The cross has removed the impossible weight of the law, the cross. We have access to a life that's free today. I'm going to guide you in a few moments to that place of confession that will allow you to participate in a worthy manner as the Apostle Paul had spoken so long ago. I want you to go there with me because you need to participate. But here's what we're going to do differently because this is how the Lord unpacked it for me this week. And we've been planning this for a while already. But as I was spending time with God and trying to figure out how how do we do that, the Lord kept telling me in my heart, let the people praise. That's what he told me for today. Well, let me say it again because I don't think you heard me. Let the people praise. We'll have a moment. We'll have a moment for that. Let them praise. Let them praise. But remind them. And I want to do that today. Remind them of the power of the bread and the cup. What you will be holding in your hands in a few moments, your miracle is in there. Your miracle is in there. What you're holding in your hand will heal your body, heal your mind, heal your spirit, heal your your emotions. What you're holding in your hands in a few moments will visit your home. And make straight what is crooked. What you hold in your hand will be your, the financial miracle you're waiting in your life. The economy is upside down. It's only going to get worse, they're saying. That's what they're saying. But you know what? I believe we're living in a Goshen. Not an ocean. A Goshen. Not an ocean. In the Old Testament, the people of Israel took refuge in this place called Goshen. Goshen. And calamity visit everything all around. But Goshen was visited by the providence of God. And I believe 209, 207, 209, East Broadway, your home, my home, is our Goshen. Come on, let's celebrate God for a moment. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord forevermore. Hallelujah. But it's at the cross of Jesus. We sing that song, at the cross, at the cross where I first saw the light. We have to go back to the cross symbolically today and realize the price of not only our redemption, but our healing, and by faith, grab a hold of it. Grab a hold of it. We need to sing, although there is question right now about the legalities of singing. We sing, we worship the Lord. I know you might not be able to hear me as I sing through the mask, but God hears me because my heart is singing out to him praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We'll keep it on unless we're on the microphone but when I'm there I'm singing. When you see me lose my voice up here and today I'm trying to be careful because I have one more service to go through it isn't because I'm sick don't think oh what's wrong with the pastor. Nothing's wrong with me. Oh maybe he should drink some whatever. No I don't need to drink anything. Is that God's been too good for me for me to shut up. I, I praise him like that before I became a pastor and I keep praising the Lord that way. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. And so we need to realize as we move forward, church, that the Lord is worthy, that communion is the, the, the elements of communion are the place of my miracle. You need healing emotionally. You need healing mentally. You need to weaken that depression that is inside you. I know, and the Lord told me, tell the church this and then watch what I'm going to do. So I'm expecting here today, you're going to walk away totally different than when you come in. Simply, not because of preaching or singing, because of communion. Because of the elements. Because of the elements. Because we've been separated by, from God by this situation. We've been separated by fa- family with this situation. We've been separated by our co-workers with this situation. We can't even take our kids to the park and let them play and do what they're supposed to do because of this situation. It has separated us. But I want to guide you to join me in the wonderful report that the Apostle Paul sent to the, book of, sent to the Roman Christians when he asked the question, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger of sword? No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. And then he says this, and Paul was, a, was an academician. He was a person given to thinking and rational and logic. So for him to make this statement, it is interesting. He says, for I am convinced. So he, a PhD of PhDs, was convinced of this. He says, for I am convinced that neither death, nor life, neither angels, nor demons, neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor depth, and I'm convinced that nor a mask, nor social distancing, nor disinfecting our hands, nor coronavirus, nor government intervention, nor a bad economy, nor racist terrorists, in fact, not even exegetically weak theology, nothing will separate me from the love of Jesus, the love of God in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, nothing, 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 nothing. Nothing, nothing. You need to believe it inside, hallelujah. Nothing. And by the way, there's some weak theology going around today. I just—I don't know too many things, but I know one thing: the Lord died for me. I know one thing that I'm cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. I know that if I hold my faith to Him, He said, "How can I explain it?" No, no. My experience is that I was out. Now I'm in. I was down. Now I'm up. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. If you have a problem with that, you figure it out because I already figured it out in my life. No one like Jesus. That's what this communion celebrates for us. Man, I feel the power of God right now. I wish I had a little more time. I came here to share with you not to you. Please understand, I came here to share to me. To me. So if I sound a little bit more effervescent than when I do, it's a big mirror right here in front of me. Hallelujah. Why don't we stand for a moment? Forget about the people that are around you. And I want us to do something that we have probably not done in a while. I want you to hug, but wait. I want you to, in your mind, in your heart, because that's the only way we could do it right now, hug on the Lord. He's been good to you. Woke you up this morning. You started you on the way. Yes. And dear God today, and dear Jesus, can't hug each other, but we can hug him. He's coronavirus free. In fact, maybe we should take that word, corona means crown. Maybe we should take that thing called coronavirus and take away the prefix corona, crown, and take the crown off that virus and put the crown where it really belongs. Come on, close your hands, lift up your hands for a moment. This is the time to praise. This is the time to lift up the name of Jesus. This is the time to glorify him. This is the time to render to him the honor, glory, power, majesty that he rightly deserves. You see, because we need to celebrate He who was and is and will be in your life. Hallelujah. Let Him hear your voice of praise. Let Him hear your voice of praise. Let Him hear your voice of praise.